Hello and welcome to Overwrite, the podcast that features your fiction. I'm Elise, your host, and today we have our second Halloween-themed story. This one's not so much scary, but it definitely involves a costume. Today's story is by Richard Friesen, and he is from Colorado. I actually had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Friesen at the Grand Junction Comic Con a couple weekends ago. I'm very honored that he is allowing me to narrate part of one of his stories. A little bit of context here. This story is based on a character that Mr. Friesen uses in his books. This character is Narcolepsy. His name in real life is Sam. And his superpower is to put people to sleep and take them into his dreams. Narcolepsy is doing a press conference and Lou is the interviewer and everybody in the audience is having a great time and then of course a villain shows up and narcolepsy has to save the day and he does so by using his superpower of putting people to sleep so the whole audience at this point has passed out and the mc is going to react from narcolepsy local hero at five by richard friesen Lou got to his feet, looking out at his sleeping audience. His puzzled expression made Low Spark laugh. A few people around the edges remained awake. The cameraman panned audience and stage both, trying to find something worth recording. At last, Lou cleared his throat and turned to a camera that was pointing at him. It appears we've had a first-hand glimpse of narcolepsy's power. Pausing, he stepped down off the stage. I'm going to wake some of the audience members up to see what they're experiencing here. Lou approached a young man lying asleep in the aisle with one hand laying across a middle-aged woman's sparkly shoe. The woman, whose head rested on a ten-year-old's belly, had a lipstick tube pressed against her mouth as if waiting to eat it. Low Spark raised a hand as Lou shook the young man's shoulder. Excuse me, sir, can you... Oh. Lou Conrad slumped down using an elbow like a pillow. Sam, known to the public as narcolepsy, looked around at the strange landscape, a residential neighborhood on a small hill with oak and maple trees towering overhead like deciduous sequoias, a child's view. A block or so away, the suburb faded into a gray fog. His grade school had been just down the hill which meant his house, well, his parents' house, would be just around the corner. Hey, where are we? A teenage kid asked. Fifty or sixty people repeated some version of the same, with expletives added. It's a party at my house! Come on! Sam beckoned and led the way to the pale blue ranch-style house with the chestnut tree out front. In the carport, he trotted up the two steps and walked right in. The living room had decorative crosses and precious moments figurines. A microfiber couch and loveseat rested on last century's shag carpet, brown and orange, which almost hid the stains left by growing kids. As soon as the fifth follower found the front door, Sam's mother's voice came from nowhere, or the kitchen. Why are all these people here? I keep telling you to ask before you bring people over. Send them home. Mom, they're my friends. Sam sounded like a whiny teenager. Well, take them out back. I don't want them tracking up the carpet. 
Before Sam could move, an older woman picked up one of the figurines. The cherubic baby squirmed in her hand. Hey, put me down! The woman dropped the ceramic figurine, which shattered on the end table corner. The rest came to life. That wasn't very nice! They hopped down from shelf and table, growing as they did. Sam shuddered. He'd always hated those terminally cute things. Wanting to run, he instead pushed the fear down and shoved the woman toward the back door. Everyone out in the backyard, that's where the party is! He batted a ceramic robin out of the air as it dive-bombed them. Everyone ran out the back, figurines nipping at their heels and smacking their backs. Smoke from a 40-foot barbecue grill billowed across the porch. His dad, in a Jesus Saves apron, flipped burgers like a juggler, moving up and down the grill. Patties flew high in the air, tumbling end over end before landing with perfect precision. All his dad's attempts to teach Sam to grill had failed miserably. How could anyone grill like a juggler? A ceramic sparrow the size of an eagle swooped down and stole a burger in midair. Sam wanted to cheer. Dad shook his spatula. Damned figurines! A ceramic dove landed to swipe a burger right off the grill. Its feet sizzled. Dad swiped at it, but it flew away. The other figurines charged out the door. Yelling again, Dad laid about him with spatula and tongs. Come on, Sam said, and led the crowd off the very large porch down into the grass. He turned around and spread his arms to the schoolyard with high bars, a jungle gym, teeter-totters, a blacktop with basketball goals, but no nets, along the edge, and painted four-square boxes. Two tetherball circles sat just behind the basketball hoops, and the grass ran away into obscurity beyond that. Welcome to recess! Everyone get younger! A hundred ten-year-olds ran around the playground, hanging upside down from the high bars and climbing on the jungle gym. Others played kickball against the figurines. The kid that had stayed about the same age launched a ball high. The dove caught it in midair, puncturing the ball. With a muffled coo, it flew away. Hey, that's our ball, the kid said. Well, go get it, Sam said. The kid flapped his arms and took off after the bird. Just as he caught it, the whole dream turned upside down. As they fell, they turned back into adults. I personally really enjoy this. It's quite the adventure, the mystery, the superhero party in a dream. And the logic is about right for that. It's got that absurdity to it, and it's a lot of fun. If you want to find out more about narcolepsy or any of the other of Richard's characters, definitely check him out at richardfriesen.net. That is R-I-C-H-A-R-D-F-R-I-E-S-E-N.net. Thanks for listening and submit your story for next week. We've got one more set of Halloween stories to cover. Have a great day, guys.